We, we actually laid a foundation for something that I feel is very important in the church's life, for the church's future. In fact, our whole existence, I believe, in the future is so, is so wound up in what we started last week and where we're going this week. We spoke about the power of our declaration, the power of declaration. We had a quote last week, and I don't have time, if those are watching, maybe you didn't watch last week, you really have to go watch last week's sermon because there's incredible foundation. We use scriptures galore, so please go have a look at it. But last week we used a quote, and we said this, what a king declares from the throne becomes law, and it must happen. We used the story of Solomon where two women brought a, a, a child before him, and both of them wanted the child and the king made a declaration that was so harsh, was so terrible, but everyone knew what the king declared would happen. And so we've realized that as believers in Jesus Christ, we carry authority. We speak with authority. Um, so uh, that authority that we have, when we actually make statements, when we make declarations in our lives, it carries weight, it carries an impact. Did you know, before I pray, that our words carry, how about this, for those listening, those on Facebook, come on, go with me for a moment. Our words carry so much authority that, did you know that the scripture says, the scripture teaches us that you, when you just speak anything, an idle word, a slip of the tongue, do you know the Bible says we'll be accountable for that? You don't believe me? Listen to this. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. But I say to you that every idle word, whatever men may speak, they shall give an account of it in judgment. That is how powerful our speech, our words can be. That even when you're joking, even when you say stupid things, you don't mean it. Here's the thing. We will give an account to that because God sees the authority that our words carry. You ready for the word this morning? Come on, we're going to get into it. We're going to be, be life-speaking, life-changing people today in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that every single one of us listening on Facebook, those in the building, those on YouTube, that Lord, today we're going to be inspired by the Holy Spirit himself. I thank you that Lord, when we leave this building, we leave our homes today, that everywhere we go, we're going to start speaking life. We're going to start speaking blessing. of God. We're going to be proclaiming the kingdom, proclaiming the gospel from our mouths. And Lord, we're going to see situations change. We're going to see lives change. We're going to see blessings come rolling in. We're going to see the enemy rolling away. We're going to see the power of God and move in our hearts and our lives. All because, Lord, we're going to start speaking the same language as our God is speaking. We're going to be speaking His words in a supernatural, powerful way. And we will never be the same again. So Holy Spirit, come minister speak to us your glory show us your will your plan and purposes for our lives in jesus name we pray come on i'm excited about this word i don't know if you are or not but i am so i uh, hope you're going to catch what we want to go where we're going today so we looked at a couple of points last week just to recap quick 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 we just we we, we saw that declarations direct our lives towards what we speak 
That's very important for us to remember. So where we declare, it's going to direct our lives. Uh, the Bible, in the book of James, uh, speaks of the tongue being like a rudder for a large ship. It might be a small little thing, but it has the power to turn a huge ship. Do you know that your tongue, your speech, your declarations has the power to turn your life? Come on. Someone out there, you've got to change the way you speak. It's time to speak life over your family, life over our country, life over our businesses, your your tongue has the power to direct your life. Where are you going right now with the speech that's coming out of your mouth? Is it leading you to success or is it leading you to failure? Come on, change the way we speak. Declarations are instrumental for us to enter into the promises of God. We used an example of Joshua. The Bible actually says that Joshua would meditate, would literally speak on God's word every day of his life. Come on, we got to start speaking the promises of God into our lives, speaking the promises of God into every area of our lives, including our businesses, our homes. The Bible says there's power in agreement. How much more power, if, if there's power where two men, two people agree, how much more power when we agree with God? Come on. Because the Bible says if God is for us, who or what can be against us? Church, when we start agreeing with God and His Word and His plans, His purposes in our lives, there's nothing, there's no power out there that can stop us. We also decided and looked at the fact that declarations help us call those things that are not as they are. I want you to know that we need to start speaking faith. We've got, to spot, we, we've got to start speaking faith. Do you know that there's power in your speech? I'm going to say it again. Because right in the beginning of time when God spoke, did you know that things happened? God didn't think, um, let there be light. No, he said, let there be light. Come on, church, it's time for us to call those things that are as if they are. They're not that they are. We need to actually start believing. Now, today, I want to start the sermon off with a powerful statement. And I want you to meditate on it. I want you to pray on this this week, okay? One statement. I want you to pray into it. I want you to see, search scripture on it. I want you to allow Holy Spirit to minister to you on this one statement. It's simple. Nothing happens in the kingdom unless a declaration is made. I want you to hear that. I want to repeat that. Nothing happens in the kingdom unless a declaration is made. Believers everywhere are realizing that there's power, that there's power in our declarations, power to empower our lives. You may be wondering, what are these declarations and why, what, why, why are people actually making them? Some people watching me today might be saying, isn't that the declarations re, a repackaged uh, teaching on name it and claim it? Because you remember we went through a name it and claim it stage in the church? I want you to know something. I believe with all my heart that declarations are powerful because God has placed authority in our words. I want you to understand something. That God, whenever he moved, whenever he did something powerful on the earth, did you know he made a declaration? He made a declaration. When the old covenant was placed in the heart of Moses, when the old covenant was, when the law was placed, Moses declared the law. We need to be declaring God's word. As children, we have authority to either edify or destroy each other. Did you know that? Proverbs 18.21, listen to the scripture, says this, death and life are in what? The power of the tongue. And those who love it, listen to this, this part. A lot of people forget. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Do you know that there's fruit from your speech? Do you know that there's fruit by the way you speak to each other? Like in a marriage, tell me it's myself a marriage. When we talk ugly to each other, guess what? Not good fruit. How many people married out there know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, thank you. The hands going up there. Yeah, don't. Those on Facebook, your wife's next to you. Be careful. All right. So when we embrace uh, the, and release life-giving truth through our words, we can actually, did you know that we can actually shift an atmosphere? Do you know that you have the power to move and change atmospheres by the way you speak? You, if you're married, you know what I'm talking about. You say one wrong thing, the whole mood changes. You say the right thing, the whole mood changes. You say the wrong thing, the candle is blown out or the candle is lit. You know what I'm talking about. So there's power in our speech. We can change atmospheres. Now, if we can do that in our marriages, I want you to know something. For those listening on Facebook, when we start gathering again, our speech is going to be correct because we want to change the atmosphere in our gatherings. We want to change the atmosphere so that when we gather, we are expecting the power of God to move. We're expecting the Holy Spirit to come and fill people. We're expecting God to move our lives and change our atmosphere as we line up our speech with His. You ready for that? That's the power of our speech. We want to, uh, I want to share some foundational truths in terms of declarations this morning. So you ready? Hold on to your seat. We're going to go for a journey. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change your life. There's going to be things that's going to be moved in your life as we start to not just hear this word, but we practice it. Number one, declarations transform our inner self. Why is that important? Why is it important that we understand that declarations transform the inner self? Well, true change only takes place from the inside out. In fact, Jesus made a statement about the religious leaders of the day, in his day. They looked amazing. They would pray louder than everyone else. They wore the right clothes. They had the right speech. Uh, They would say and do everything that looked right. But Jesus turns around and says, you are whitewashed tombs. In other words, the outside looks good, but inside you're rotting, rotten, rotting. You're rotten. Inside you are not right. There's problems in the inside. You see, Jesus does not look on the outside like most Christians do. He looks on the inside. He sees our heart. You know, so many churches, there are people at the doors. There are people on church boards and governing bodies and elders out there. They look amazing, but inside it's rotten. Inside, they're hitting their wives. Inside, they're cheating. Inside, they're stealing money. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. God, if he affects change, he always starts on the inside. You see, our words can transform our inner self. You see, the prophet Joel understood this when he made this statement. He said, let the weak say, what? I am strong. I want you to hear what he's saying for a moment. This is a powerful statement. Often we sing it, we quote it, it's nice. But do you understand what the prophet is actually saying? He's saying, let your words transform you. Let your words transform your situation. He's saying, when you are weak, what does he say? He uses the word say. Did you know he said? Say, I am. Speak it. You might be fearful, everything around you might be falling apart. The first person you've got to change is not your husband, it's not your wife, it's not your boss at at, at church, in your businesses. Uh, Let me just say, it is you that has to change. You have to speak to yourself. You have to start saying, I am strong. I'm not weak, I am strong. Come on church, it's time for us as a church to wake up. We've got to see what the word of God is actually saying. We've got to start making declarations over ourselves. 
I, 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 I just remember so many times just speaking to people. When I used to uh, speak at schools, there were so many uh, youngsters with uh, a very low self-esteem of themselves. A beautiful young lady could look in the mirror and all that she saw was ugliness. Yet physically she was beautiful, but all she saw was ugliness. And she would speak that over her life. It's time for us to change who we are from the inside out. So one of the Hebrew words for meditate, because the Bible says meditate on his word, doesn't just simply mean to sit quietly. There's a Hebrew word for meditate, that's hagar, which means to speak, to utter, to muse upon. Isn't that an interesting concept? Part of meditating God's word is to speak it. Didn't you, didn't you know what the Bible says? Faith comes by what? Hearing the word of God. Listen to this. Romans, uh, 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 Romans 8, uh, 10 verse 8 says this. And this is powerful because we've got to understand there's power in what we say. Power that can change. Even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we what? Proclaim. We speak out. It's not just thinking, it's speaking out. Because if you confess the Lord Jesus, confess, that comes from your mouth, and you believe in your heart that he is raised from the dead, then you will be saved. Verse 10 says this, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the what? Mouth, one confession. Ladies and gentlemen, this scripture proves that when your confession is right, it changes you from the inside out. In fact, you cannot be born again. You cannot enter into, the, into God's kingdom unless your heart and your confession line up. In other words, your faith and your confession must line up, does it? Come on now. That's a good, powerful question. Does it? Does it line up? Second thing we learn and foundational truth about declarations is declarations help us see God's perspective. Now this is very, very important because the problem is our eyes are sometimes polluted. If I take my glasses off right now, I can promise you every single person in the building, even the camera is going to be a blur. Because I will not be looking through the right lenses. In fact, here's, a, here's another truth. If I take my glasses off and wear someone else's glasses, it's not going to help me. I need the correct prescription. I need the correct glasses. I need the correct strength in the lenses in order for my eyes to see clearly. Here's the problem with most human beings. When we look at a situation and we look through our own eyes, or we look through someone else's eyes, we will never see the right perspective. Our confession leads us to a place where we start seeing, we start hearing God's perspective in our situations. No wonder a lot of us have been going through the same problems over and over and over again. You know why? Because we're just like the Israelites going around the same mountain over and over and over again. Why? Because we don't see what God sees. When the spies went into the promised land, some of you know what story I'm talking about. Uh, spies going to the promised land. Out of the 12, how many saw from God's perspective? Only two. I want to see from God's perspective. When he makes promises, I want to hear and see it. The truth of who God says we are is far greater than our current weaknesses. The truth of who God says you are is far stronger than our current weaknesses. We have an enemy, by the way, who loves to remind us of our failures. Have you ever experienced that? 
some good news for you. Every one of us fail. Every one of us falls short of the glory of God. But here is a good thing. God sees us for who we are. Now someone might say, the prophet Joel passed around when he said, let the weak say I'm strong. Surely he was lying. You're lying to yourself. If you're weak and, and you say you're strong, it's just a lie. It's like what the enemy does. He says, hey, you call yourself a Christian, but check how you're acting. You call yourself a, 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 a say, but you know that you're not such a good person. Hmm. Well, an apple tree is still an apple tree, even if it hasn't got fruit yet. I want you to hear me very carefully. Someone out there, you're living with condemnation. So I want you to hear me. Someone on Facebook, right now on YouTube, you've got to hear me. You're living in condemnation. Some people are calling you uh, something that you're not. And the problem is you, you are now accepting that. In fact, the enemy has lied to you and said that God is at, uh, just almost at a point where he's going to give up on you. It's a lie. God is never going to give up on you. Why? Because you're his son. You're his daughter. He loves you with an everlasting love. Just because an apple tree hasn't yet produced apples, it's still an apple tree. And the good news is we will be producing apples one day for Jesus. Amen. The more we trust in God, the more we put our faith in him, the more we don't give up on him, the more we declare God's goodness and God. I don't declare my goodness. I don't want to declare my works. I want to declare his works. I want to declare his goodness, his greatness, because it's actually got nothing to do with me anyway. Did you know that your salvation has got nothing to do with you and everything to do with God? It's got nothing because if it had something to do with you, it means you can take some of the glory and God, the Bible says, does not share his glory with anyone. It's all about him. Stop trying to please God with yourself and start pleasing God by faith, putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Where the enemy says, you know what, you're a failure, you're nothing. I want to remind him, I want to declare out of my mouth, you know what, I am a nothing, but I'm still something because I am a child of God. That's what the Bible says. When, when, when the enemy comes in and says, you know what, you're just a failure and no one likes you, I want to turn around and say, I'm going to declare out of my mouth, you know what, I am. The Bible says a friend of God. You might not be my friend enemy, but God is my friend. Uh, you're, a, you're, you're around, you just sin all the time. You're a failure. I want to turn around and quote what the scripture says, that I am justified and I'm redeemed in the sight of God. Uh, but Ryan, you know, there's no change in you. you just, you're just simply the same. Uh, there's nothing in your life. So surely God uh, is not going to stick with you. I want to quote the scripture and tell everyone and declare to the enemy that I am crucified with Christ. And I am not a slave to sin anymore. I, I, I want to I say out of my mouth that I am no longer condemned. Uh, someone might be saying, yeah, but if God really loves you and he, he wants to bless you, why are you so poor? Why is everything around you failing? Why is it that you've got no money in the bank account? I want to make a declaration that the Bible says I am a child of God and that means I'm a co-heir with Jesus Christ. I might not have anything in my bank account, but I own everything because of God on my life. The point I'm trying to make later, Ladies and gentlemen, it's simply this. We need to declare God's power in our situations. Come on, I accept that. Jesus. Last thing for today, our declarations create a culture for transformation. You see, nothing is going to change in our lives until we start speaking right. You see, the thing is, if I make a statement like this, I want to be a better person. Now that sounds good. There's nothing wrong with this. I think it's a great statement. But why not make a statement like, I want to be more like Jesus? 
Come on, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be a good person. I want to be a better person. Sounds good, but actually there's pride involved there. Because why do you want to be a better person? Why do you, why do you want to, to improve your life? Is it for you or is it for God? Because if it's for God, we've got to become more like Jesus, not better Ryan. I don't want to give you a better version of Ryan. By the way, the greatest, the best version of Ryan is never good enough. It is Jesus Christ that will always be good enough. It's always Jesus Christ that God looks down and says, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The Bible says, I am dead, but Christ lives in me. The problem is we've got self-help books, which is all great. You know, make it yourself, do better, and you become a better person, which is great. But the problem is the better Ryan never, ever matches up to God's standards. See, declarations creates a culture of transformation. When we look at a, a young man named Gideon, not our Gideon, where's our Gideon here? Gideon, where are you? So there's Gideon shouting amen in the back there. I'm talking about Gideon in the Bible, but similar, similar, because they're both very powerful men. As a young boy, he had nothing to offer in the eyes of the world. He's a coward. He was, he was fearful. He was hiding. And yet the first thing, the first declaration, listen to this, the first declaration that comes out of the angel of God, the first declaration from God's mouth is literally this, the Lord is with you, O valiant warrior, or great warrior, as some uh, translation says. Isn't it amazing that here's a boy hiding away, fearful, and God, what God sees is a valiant warrior. But it doesn't matter what God said, by the way. It actually mattered what Gideon said about himself. A guy named Steve Buckland wrote this about Gideon. He said this, the future of a nation was trapped in the arguments of Gideon's mind. Before Gideon could step into his destiny, he had to believe in his true identity. This eventually led to a mighty deliverance of the Israelites from what seemed to be an impossible situation. Here's the thing. I, we first got to know what God says. You're ready for breakthrough? You're ready for something to change in your life? Here it is. You need to know what God says. You are loved, you are cherished, you are called, you are empowered, you are an ambassador of the kingdom. You can hear all those words being spoken into your life, but did you know we've got to start speaking it? You want to change the culture of Philly's church, we've got to start speaking life into Philly's church. We can't have language like it used to be. We've got to start talking about it's going to be. I'm saying, yeah, we always honor the past, but guess what? We've got to start talking about what it's going to be. We are going to be a, a kingdom-minded church. We're going to be a church-planting church. We're going to be a church filled with the power and the miracle workings of God in every time we gather every time we gather we got to start speaking right because if we want to if we want to actually change a culture if we want to change and see transformation we start we need to start speaking God's favor and blessings see when Gideon decided in his mind what the angel said what God said is true guess what it changed an entire nation could it be that our nation, South Africa, could be transformed when people of South Africa start declaring God's word again. Sure. Why is that so important to know that words are powerful? Like I said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18 verse uh, 
22, 21, let me just repeat what it says. Death and life and the power of the tongue. And those who love its fruit will eat it. What are you eating today? I'm not talking about what you had for breakfast. Or if you're going to McDonald's afterwards. I'm not talking about no judgment. Now I'm really talking about what's the fruit of your speech and your life. Think about that. You see, also words propel us to experience all that Jesus has won for us. We want, listen, it's great to know what Jesus has done, but our words are going to propel us there. Matthew 12, 37 says this, For by your words you'll be justified, by your words you will be condemned. Your words. Now we're not just talking about salvation and death, I'm talking about life. Your words are going to bless you or they're going to curse you. Simple. I didn't say that. The Bible says that. Why are our declarations so important? Because it's going to direct your life. Declarations are also a way to overcome anxiety and to become glad. Why do I know this? Proverbs 12.25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes what? Depression. But a good what? A good word makes it glad. A good word makes it glad. It's a tremendous revelation to understand that a good word can change your life. A good word. And I want to encourage someone out here in this building, those at home. If words can bring anxiety, and listen, we know that to be true. I don't have to prove that to you. Everyone in South Africa, everyone in the world is filled with anxiety and fear. Why? Because every time you put the news on, every time you read a newspaper, every time you go and... All we hear is economy crashing. All we hear is world in crisis. Let me tell you what, we need to hear a good word. We need a good word. I want to challenge every single person. Those who are sharing posts on Facebook, etc., etc. Let's start sharing good words. When the enemy starts sowing death, let's sow life. I love the fact that our numbers in Cape Town are coming down. Come on, Jesus. Not many people are talking about that. I want us to talk about that. That our numbers are coming down. Our death rate is the lowest in the world and so it will continue. We're not expecting people to die. We're expecting people to live. It's time for us to start speaking life. Are you ready to do that? Are you on Facebook, YouTube ready to start declaring God's goodness and promises in your life? If you are, right there in your homes, those in the building, I want us to pray right now. I want you to bow your heads. And I'm going to ask you, don't pray. Don't pray if you don't mean it. But if you mean today to say, not things are going to change in my life. Then I'm going to pray with you. Not for you, with you. Because I want that for my life. I want to pray with you. That God is going to help me. I, may, I preached it a while ago. Think before you speak. That God will help us. I'm going to give permission. I know, I know it sounds strange because God is God. We know that. God is all-powerful, nothing impossible for Him. But I want to give permission for the Holy Spirit to convict me like never before. You ready for that? Then let's pray.
So Lord, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We want to say thank you, Lord, for the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the authority that you've placed in every single believer. Lord, we're not just normal people. We are children of the Most High God. We're ambassadors of the kingdom. When we speak, we speak for the king. We'll become even more powerful when we start believing in you and your word. So Lord, right now we want to speak life. We want to speak blessing. We want to speak favor. We want to speak your kingdom into every area of our lives. Holy Spirit, today we pray, convict us. Holy Spirit, come and speak to us. Lord, Holy Spirit, come and teach so we can speak like Jesus. So we honor you for this time we've had to just spend moments like this in your presence. Lord, to be encouraged, not entertained, but encouraged to follow you, Jesus. So we thank you for your grace and mercy. In your name we pray. And everyone says... Amen. Come on. It's been so good uh, just having this talk and chatting with everyone here. And also the praise and worship was amazing. Isn't it wonderful that we are blessed like this? Thank you to everyone that's tuned in. Once again, I want to remind you before we tune out that there is power in your share. So hit the share button on your screens. Let's get in the habit of sharing good news even on our Facebook profiles, YouTube channels, whatever it is, we can do it. So the Lord bless you. We're tuning out and we'll see you soon. Amen. Blessings.